Welcome back to Following Noadon, a Stormlight podcast. This week is episode 50, and we are talking about Warbreaker chapters 21 through 29. Uh, Paul and Elliot, congratulations on on hitting 50 episodes of, of our podcast. It feels like not too long ago that we launched this thing, and we're going to come up on a year pretty quick here of, of doing this podcast so one one a week we're at 50 right now so congratulations uh elliot how you feeling fantastic 50 well well done gentlemen i i agree it seems like not that long ago we were the three of us just kind of well what if we did a podcast and here we are 50 episodes into it so wow yeah it seems like just yesterday we were talking about tom bombadil yes <laughs> for our practice episode uh, we yeah, never we aired that practice episode that's true that's that's your little you know fun fact of the day for following note on podcast we did a little practice episode to make sure our bells and whistles and microphones worked so we talked about tom bombadil uh, for like 25 minutes or so so it was like an hour and yeah, there's that. It was like an hour we talked it was not an hour. it was it was pretty short was it it was pretty short i thought i thought yeah, it was pretty long it was probably 30 30 35 minutes oh you know what it is actually nobody cares but you know what it is is i hit the record button and then we were testing mics and stuff and so like the the audio mm-hmm. file is like an hour and 20 minutes but we only talked for like half yeah okay I, yeah I we talked for probably like half an hour yeah okay i agree with you and then we were like man are we gonna be able to talk long enough in our episodes <laughs> and boy is that aged well <laughs> I, I hope y'all are taking notes out there that'll be a trivia question for our 100th episode you yeah, know, sometime yeah true five years down the line True, true, true. All righty. I want y'all's y'all's thoughts so far. Instead of two words, just twenty seconds, thirty seconds of story so far. Specifically, chapters twenty-one uh, through twenty-nine of of where we are in the book right now. Uh, Paul, we'll start with you. It always starts with me. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, I. I feel like this week was kind of a, it was a good week for me reading Warbreaker. Um, I enjoyed a lot of it and I feel like I'm at a point where I can kind of make some more, give some more hot takes. Okay. Uh, Elliot. We're over halfway done with uh, the book. Now we're, we're chugging along pretty good. I, I gotta say, I was feeling a little less positive actually after these these set of episodes. I mean, now that we're halfway through, I I felt like we should have had a big moment that really kind of grabbed me and and made me want to continue on it and read this book. And and honestly, I don't know that we've had it. It's it. There's been a lot of character development and a lot of philosophical discussion and religious discussion, which I've I've enjoyed. A lot of that it's been interesting but just not super exciting i don't know that there's a whole lot about this book that's really grabbed my attention and, and made me want to you know 
got to know what, what happens next. You know, I'm, I'm still very curious as to know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm definitely going to enjoy the second half of this book. And, and I'm very curious to see where the story's going and where our characters are going and how they're going to develop and the challenges they'll face, but not, I don't know, not nearly as into this one as the, uh, the other Stormlight Archive books. Which is very fair. Um, I will say, uh, I think... okay, so with these books, I feel like my excitement is coming from trying to figure out some comparison to our, our, our major storyline in the Stormlight Archive, um, some form of connection there. Um, and so I've almost been reading this like an interlude, and now that it kind of makes more sense, I feel like I'm trying to, to make more work. Um, yeah, I can agree. Like, it's not the exciting story. I feel like there was no major hook. I think if there was a big hook, it was kind of the very end of where we were last week with, like, finding out the the God King. yeah is mute or he he's almost like a puppet or that that's series um logic out there of what he is yeah. so i feel like that's supposed to be the hook as far as i understand um which albeit in the like drama political sense that i feel like that's a pretty good hook um but in the like super entertaining can't wait to, like can't put the book down like it doesn't really have that effect so yeah i i would agree that actually i'm not gonna say that i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna hold that uh you tend to do that yeah well <laughs> it's been a while since i've done one that explicit you know where i was about to say something and i was like eh never mind you you were due for one. He just likes toying with us. I feel yeah. I feel like he does this on purpose. He's like, yeah, oh, you know, it'd be cool. And he's like, actually, never mind. Like, he just does that to to try and make us think he has something really big. A little bit. And we'll yep. just find out. Yeah. Yep. Whether or not he does. All right. Instead of instead of a spell check this week, I would like a. At this point in the story, who's your favorite character? Uh, I'm going to twist your question a little bit. The most entertaining character, I think, is Light Song. I, I get the most enjoyment out of reading his sections. But I think favorite character, perhaps, probably for me, honestly, Vivenna, I think, at this point. I... I talked last episode about how I didn't think her story was all that exciting. And we get a little more kind of action-ish stuff in these sections with her. But even still, I think her storyline is probably the least exciting here. But I, I do even more after these chapters like her character development. I like the struggles that she's going through um, where her, her faith, you know, her religious faith is being tested. And she's having to really, you know, have to come to grips with how do I how do I reconcile what I believe with the real world and what actually happens out here and what I you know the tough choices I have to make and I I, I like that journey that she's on. Okay. For me, 
um in our previous stories i feel like there were way more stark differences between like for example reading the way of kings it was like okay give me kaladin don't come at me with the shalon stuff like, <laughs> like that's boring it was pretty stark these are all about on par so it's harder for me to pick a favorite because i feel like there's not a storyline that's super intriguing i feel like i'd say vasher vasher and his sword is like a hybrid um because we kind of see some funny dialogue with them and, and like some cool moments and i feel like he's the closest we are getting to an action sequence um but i would also say like siri and her story um series has gotten much more inquisitive and is kind of trying to work behind the scenes now um which i think is kind of exciting and i feel like that's the most suspenseful storyline we have so if i had to really pick one i'd probably say siri okay mine's mine's light song i really enjoy light songs light-hearted approach to the to the court of gods so it just mm-hmm. straight up makes fun of everybody and that's that's what he does and then he does he does get a hook in these sets of chapters where he's he almost kind of breaks the fourth wall in these chapters and starts asking himself wait why do i care you know like he starts talking to his high priest and his high priest go back and forth with him and he's and he's saying well why why do you care suddenly about this servant getting murdered and he's like i have no idea but i apparently i do so i'm going to go pursue this uh so I, I really enjoy Elliot, like you said, Light Song's uh, Light Song chapters. He's probably not my favorite character, but he's certainly the most enjoyable to read, in my opinion. I I thought I would wait for this, but I think I'm just gonna go ahead and talk about it since we're talking about Light Song a little bit. So last week, Trevor kind of asked, like, "Oh, do you think Hoyd maybe Light Song or something like that?" Or kind of alluded to that. Uh, and I think Light Song may be someone that we know, but not Hoyd. Ooh. I, th- I think so. Okay, this 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 could easily be debunked. So I'm gonna tread lightly, because um, I, I need to get a few things straight that I honestly don't remember. Sure, so I'm gonna talk through a little bit. So Light Song doesn't he talk about with Larmar that? Larimar knew Light Song in a previous life. Yes. Yeah. Are they the ones having a conversation? Okay. I think Light Song was Shalon. That's my big prediction. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, one what? for kind of the like not serious natures, like not serious things going on. And Trevor is really, I don't know if he hates me or if he just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Um, and I feel like there were just lots of like kind of similarities there. Um, and he talks about Larimar talks about knowing him in a previous life, and right. I wish I could. This begs the question: Who's Larimar then? That's a great question that I don't think I, we can answer yet. Oh, okay. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe Larimar is pattern. Pattern. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that one. Um, but that's a good question. Um, and I don't think we know yet. So, um, the, a few things that kind of made me think about this one was light songs. I don't know. 
I feel like Light Song was just like cracking jokes, and I got very much the same energy as I get from Shalon whenever she's being her like witty self, not okay. the same level as wit. Which maybe we could see. I mean, I could see some similarities there, but I got more of Shalon like being funny, not like trying to insult. I guess Shalon kind of tries to insult, but you know that kind of stuff. Um, and then kind of just the like the light energy in general. We know Shalon is a light weaver. <laughs> um, that's kind of a slight connection. And then also, so I, I wish I could pinpoint exactly where it happens. That that, that one was kind of the like, grass straws connection. <laughs> but I feel like that was your best connection was... yet, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, and the next was, uh, it talks about like a glowing box, doesn't it? And it gave me the same energy. Does it? Like, I'm pre- I very much remember this. Maybe maybe it wasn't with Light Song, and that's that's something that could very easily be debunked. But I thought I remember Light Song and Lorimar talking, and there's kind of this mention like, oh, there's some like glowing box. And I had the same thoughts as like children's flashbacks and like the glowing. Like, oh, when, what's behind there? You know. Um, so those are my connections, and that's my wild theory. <laughs> I don't... This is way in the future, and this is Shalon reincarnated as Light Song. Oh, in the future, okay. Oh, I guess that yes, would have like, to be. This is so. after yeah. Shalon. Got it. In our story, has passed away. Uh, and there's no Light Song. I don't remember anything about a glowing box. I will be honest. You should look into it. I, I I could very well be way off, and that could remove that point entirely. But I definitely remember some mention to a glowing box, um, and I think it was with with Light Song. Are you thinking Maybe. of the painting that they're staring at, and Light Song is kind of like dissecting the the different hues and and images in the painting, and then t- talking about it with or, Lermar? Or are you talking about the different the trap door that he finds? in the palace like he he sees like different colored floorboards and figures out there's a trap door underneath it but doesn't go investigate because all the priests are watching him is that what you're thinking of this these are some great questions (laughs) um i I wish i wish i knew exactly i i'll have to look into it because i definitely remember that i mean there's to be fair in this story there's lots of glowing things Seems like everything is that glowing, is true. exuding light. Um, I wouldn't put I it past to... you that there was a glowing box somewhere, but I do not remember it. <laughs> okay, I will have to look into it because I could see it being the painting, and I would have thought the same thing. But I thought I remembered a glowing box, and and I I, I instantly thought I remember thinking of like Shalon's flashback chapters. Um, so feel free, everyone watching, to just roast me in the comments for my connection <laughs> here. Um, but I'm just gonna take this as my my big bold prediction. You know, if it's right, then I'll go down in history. If not, then haha, that was funny. All right, Paul. I just want to make it clear that these books are related. They're not. I don't know if they're that much related, but they are related. But if you're right, then mm-hmm. you know I that fully supports you. Then. But... <laughs> Like I said, if I'm right, then I will go down in history. <laughs> I, I think it's brilliant. Absolutely crazy, <laughs> but brilliant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Like, who's to say she, she, Light Song is not Shalon? 
cling to that. Cling to that. Alrighty. Uh, let's talk about Vasher a little bit. We didn't get much Vasher last episode, but this episode, chapter 21, it kind of just opens with Vasher breaking into a palace and he's throwing night blood around his, his sword and uh, he doesn't, he specifically doesn't kill anybody, which comes into play later um, when, when light song is doing his investigating, but he specifically doesn't kill anybody. We don't know why he's there at the time. Um, and then he gets foiled and he leaves, uh, but specific. And then he also comes in at the end of chapter 29, which we'll, we'll probably close the episode with because we get some interesting foreshadowing there. But this whole side story of Light Song investigating Vasher's break-in um, might be my one of my favorite parts of Warbreaker because Light Song gets all excited for no reason and he's trying to figure out why he's so excited about investigating this. He, uh, Light Song asks Siri, like, did you know any sheriffs back in your town? And Siri's like, uh no yes sort of i don't know like what do you mean and license like well what do they do how do they figure it out and siri's just what are you talking about dude you know but i i really enjoy light song light song chapters so what were you guys' thoughts on vasher breaking in here what is he any thoughts on what he's looking for in mercy star's palace so i don't know what he's looking for but simply just the like his character and kind of breaking in like try not to kill anyone and you just said it and i already forgot the name of the sword is it night night blood blade night blood okay night blood he kind of talks to him right and it's like oh come on let me let me kill him like (laughs) (laughs) you could have used me instead of that tassel exactly he's so disappointed um I don't remember, honestly, if you confirmed it or if it's confirmed. But I'm going with the assumption that this is the sword we see with Zeth at the end of Words of Radiance. Um, I'm kind of just going to go and make that jump. Um, And it kind of just got me thinking. I don't have any super major thoughts on that in our Stormlight Archive story right now. But just kind of thinking, like, I don't know how... How will this sword or spren like affect our characters? I don't know. I feel like he's gonna be a bad influence. He, like if there's like the angel and demon on your shoulder, like telling you like options. Like I feel like he's just the demon. Like, mm-hmm. like go ahead, k- kill him. Like <laughs> that's what I'm made for. Let me kill him. Do you it. Know? Do it. Do it. You know. Um, so yeah, that was something I was thinking about. Um, I feel like Vasher's like, okay, quiet down. Like, let me do my thing. Um, so, yeah, no super major thoughts about, I don't know, what he's looking for or anything. I honestly didn't think that much about it. I, I too, am trying to figure out the sword almost more than than Vasher. I, I could have sworn... I was trying to look it up real fast here, but I'm not seeing it. That in one of these chapters, the sword talks something about like I was created to kill, to created to destroy evil. I was going to bring this up like if you didn't, Elliot. And 
And I, that line right there is, is making me throw my hat in with you, Paul, in that I, I think this is the same sword that we saw at the end of Words of Radiance because the sword says something sort of similar. At so, the end of Words of Radiance. So at the end of chapter today. At the end of chapter twenty nine, this it's the quote you're looking for is Nightblood tells Vasher, I was created to destroy evil is is the quote. And then the line we get at the very end of the second to last chapter, I believe, in Words of Radiance is uh Zeth hearing in his head, Hello, would you like to destroy some evil today? um is is the line so i'm I'm really glad you caught that i was going to bring that up if you didn't elliot yeah and those two seem seem pretty pretty aligned it, it sound it sounds like the same voice if you will and so it makes me think it's the same sword but it, it's got me wondering it if this sword is created to destroy evil may maybe it is a force for good or maybe it was intended to be a force for good and is this great and powerful thing that can bring down even the greatest of evil but so far all we've seen it do is just want to kill every person it's come across <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's so I don't, I don't know if i can trust this sword I, I'm, I'm not sure this guy seems out for blood which i mean he's a sword i guess that's his job i suppose so i maybe it's it he still is a good character if you will i'm using my air quotes for those of you who aren't watching our video um, but I, I i'm not sure quite how to how to treat this sword yet is he a good guy is he a bad guy not sure really not sure same for vasher actually good guy bad guy still not sure here's a here's a theory for you maybe it's commentary that yes the sword is created to destroy evil and then the sword just wants to kill everybody that it finds maybe there's evil in everybody and it gets confused Maybe it's a commentary on human the human yeah. condition. Maybe we're reading too yeah. much into it. Okay, Paul, your turn. <laughs> uh, now I have no thoughts. Um, <clears throat> okay, one thing that we talked about previously in the uh, in our last episode was kind of like our who's our good guys, who's our bad guys. We we kind of can't tell. We can kind of make guesses. But we there's no like proof, and I would say it's still about the same now. Um, I feel like White Song is kind of starting to look like a character, whereas I didn't think so before. Um, and I've always thought of Vasher as a good character, but this sword is kind of like a wild card. Um, I feel like he's reeled in by Vasher, but like I don't know, in the wrong hands, maybe they would just kill everything, you know? Um, <clears throat> Zeth. Sorry. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, hopefully our little skybreaker will be like, no, 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 Sethi. Like, reel in when he tries to talk to you. Um, so, yeah, I still don't know what to make with make up with them. Also, just the whole, like, oh, oh, this was one thing I thought of earlier and I wanted to bring up. So, Night, night Blood is is to shard but i'm assuming this is like a spren okay honor blade maybe or something but like this is like an anomaly to the people there right like people don't have 
shard blades like they do on Roshar, right? Like, like people are like, what's with that sword? He moves it around and light kind of like it talks about it makes things around it like darker and stuff. Like yeah. It almost kind of bends, warps light, things like that. Like it emits darkness almost. It's not just a dark blade. Um, which is kind of weird to me and also raises some questions like is this a, a spren? Are there spren here and they just don't like see them or is Vasher from Roshar? Like there's just a lot of questions around this blade here. Um, that doesn't make sense. It, it's like our only legitimate connection right now, I'd say to Roshar or like things we know about the Cosmere as a whole. But as far as we know, there's not like Spren. And in place of like Spren and Stormlight, there's like breaths and light, um, I guess, roughly. Um so I don't get is the place of this. I don't I don't I don't get it. while we're on the topic of crazy, ridiculous predictions and, and characters bridging across our our two worlds and our two stories. The one that actually stood out to me the most as as a possibility was I could totally see Vasher being a younger Zile, actually. I I could see Zile as kind of the grizzled old war veteran who, you know, is super experienced. He's been through a lot, but is, you know, kind of old and cranky now. Whereas Vasher is kind of him in his prime. This is you know, prime Zile where he's out there doing the the big and, you know, earth shaking deeds. And then maybe he's doing maybe some of those things that he either regrets or, or looks back on when we see him later on. So that would put this story as like in the past relative to the, you know, words of radiance we just came out of perhaps. I don't really have any more evidence to like make that a real theory yet, but I the do. characters might align. Oh boy. So two weeks two weeks ago, I don't remember if you remember me reading Zyle's interlude, but Zyle has an offhand comment about hearing a voice in his head, and he's expecting to hear a voice in his head, and he hasn't heard it for years. I I know my guess at the time. I think I talked about this in the last episode. Was I thought. That could perhaps be a reference to a spren, that he might have been a surge binder previously and was used to having those conversations with a spren, like we saw you know, Kaladin and Sill always have, and Pattern and. But, yeah, Nightblood is certainly another possibility there. I have one, I guess, pretty big point against your theory, which which makes a lot of sense, but if that is the case, you know, if, if Zyle was Vasher, then that means Shalom isn't Light Song. And so I, <laughs> oh, I feel like you're right. I feel like your theory is a little <laughs> bit a little bit lacking there because those timelines wouldn't really add up. So yeah. I'm, that was a good guess though. I, I like your clearly like disproven. Your guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Debunked. Next. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, chalk that one up on the the blackboard of what ifs. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Siri 
and the God King for this episode. So, Susebron, 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 Susebron is mute and doesn't know how to read, and begins to have like genuine conversation via writing on a tablet or a whiteboard or something, um, with Siri, and they have like good conversation and Siri quickly realizes that he knows everything about the language. He just needs to be taught letters and he can fill the rest of the gaps himself. He knows how to talk. He knows how to write, I guess, but his handwriting is terrible, but he needs to be taught letters and then he can communicate really well. And so she does that. And immediately they just start having conversations. Uh, a little bit later, she tries to get books from the priests, and they are beginning to get a little suspicious of her. But what are you guys' thoughts on this twist from the end of last episode into this episode? One thing, just as a little fun fact, whenever she's teaching him, doesn't doesn't she write a letter like, this is Shash. Yes, <laughs> I'm glad you said this. Like, oh, Shash, our Shash that's on Kaladin's forehead. That's a pretty cool little connection. Um, it made me think a little bit. I'm not going to go too deep into it because I don't think it's that significant. I think it was just kind of a like, Oop, here you go. Like, here's a shash glyph or whatever. Um, in it, On Roshar, the shash brand is like dangerous, right? It's like, right. like careful, this man is dangerous. Um, and here it's like not presented in a bad light at all is it's just like this is a for here it's the letter s it's it's the letter s gotcha okay that that's what i thought so like do do we know on roshar is it like specifically if it's branded on someone is it deemed as dangerous or is it just a normal letter to letter s on roshar as well if you were like writing do we know that may be an unimportant question no that's a fine question it's a little confusing because there's two different writing styles on on roshar there's the women's script which is a classic language like like we would be familiar with in writing and then there's glyphs which is more like hieroglyphics in in like ancient egypt where it's more of a picture and it's it's you can read it but it's not really a like a written language. So the shash glyph on Roshar is more of a picture, like it's more of a stamp, if you will. Um and it just means dangerous, but the what's being referred to here is a letter in a book, like a letter in an alphabet. So Okay. Cool. Yeah, I was just kinda kinda curious. It's not a major uh, significance or whatever but as far as like our their conversation i was super curious to hear from the god king so my understanding of the god king as of right now is he's like this puppet that the priests are kind of using to be presented as the god king um but there's not really a god king and maybe there's just being a lot of strings being pulled behind the scenes um, and I'm assuming that the God King is just some kid they pulled off the streets years ago and they were like, okay, like, just talking out so he can't use this. So we're going to imbue him with these breaths and he's going to be our guy. 
but he's like got a child's intelligence almost like like he knows things but like wasn't educated like can barely can't read can barely write like that's my understanding as a first time reader i guess of our of our god king right now and so he's simply curious like hello like miss girl like can you like read me a story <laughs> like, um what was so I, I could be a little off on that, but that's like my my basic understanding of him, which gets me really intrigued. Like, what does he know? What can we learn from him? Yeah, basically that. Like, what can we learn from him? Uh, before really... you, before you jump in, Elliot, I just wanted to say one thing real quick, then I'll hand it to you. He he does have like tens of thousands of breaths maybe not that many he does have thousands of breaths what is the name or title i guess that they call siri vessel vessel yeah keep that in mind all right elliot go sorry you got me thinking about much stuff now yep you're welcome um so god king Susebron? How do they say it? Susebron. 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 The God King. He, yeah, interesting character, interesting twist for sure. I, I too, like you, Paul, I, I was a little bit confused trying to try to understand all this. So the guys, he's he's fifty years old, right? They've talked about how he's ruled for at least fifty years, so he's at least fifty. He looks like or seems to have aged only to like age twenty ish, but then he has like the experience of a child. He has this like innocence of, you know, a, maybe not a 10 year old, 12 year old, somewhere, somewhere in there. So it's, it's this very strange mix of, yeah, character and, and age and like what's going on here and just his, yeah, he, he's, he's super smart. So he picks up and he learns stuff really fast and he's, he's not, you know, unintelligent by any means. He just, it's like he's been so sheltered his entire life, like so incredibly sheltered from everything in all manners and in languages and culture. He doesn't even know like what his, the culture of his people are like, cause he's never been around them. He doesn't know about marriage and all of that. He, he has that kind of hilarious conversation with her about, you know, Oh, we, we, we spent the night in the same room. Why hasn't a child arrived? You know, <laughs> looking around. Mm -hmm. like, right. Uh, th that's not how that works it, you know, that kind of stuff is like who is this guy interesting yeah interesting little twist here he doesn't even know that other religions exist he doesn't re really know what the word religion means like why wouldn't everybody believe in me because i've been told i'm the god king my entire life why hasn't everybody else been told that too you know like he, he doesn't really understand the concept of different cultures, different religions. And so as Siri's trying to explain it to him, he's like, he understands the new concept pretty well, but he just has no clue before that. And, and clearly from the, the chapters we get here, his priests are controlling him, controlling the whole situation. It seems like, you know, they're, they're making sure that Siri can't get to 
the information in the history books that she's trying to look up. She has to go to Light Song later to get you know a little bit of that there. If if the God King doesn't even know like the workings of how his culture is even built up, how his religion even works, clearly it's the priests that are building that, continuing that, enforcing all of that. I think all we're still missing though is kind of a, a motive, kind of the why. Like why have they done this, and why are we now in the crisis that we're we're at? Of they need an heir. Why? Why now? Like, why is this an issue? And what's what? What, what are the motives? What are the motives behind all this? We're we're starting to kind of see maybe who some of the players are, and and maybe start to draw a little bit more of who's on what side of the the lines. But still, don't really know the whys. And series specifically, kind of concludes a male heir, because two yeah. two god kings removed, the the vessel had a daughter. And then a son, and then mysteriously the the god king gave up his breaths, um, and then the one, I guess this god king's dad had him, and then mysteriously gave up his breaths very quickly after that, like weeks after, um, and so and he's been the god king for fifty years or whatever they say. So yeah, you're right. the The motive's not there, but. Speaking of kind of drawing the lines and figuring out who the good guys and the bad guys are, I actually want to bridge back to the Light Song kind of plot line for a little bit. We, well, and bring in a bit of the Vasher as well. So Vasher has kind of uncovered that the priests are up to something. They're, they have secret compartments in the palaces they're not supposed to. And then Light Song puts on his detective cap and goes and, you know, figures that out, like we said. And he concludes that oh, hold on a second, the priests are doing something they're not supposed to. We know Ciri's getting manipulated by priests. Where does Light Song's high priest guy, Laramar, where does he fall in all of this? Because he seems like, at, at first, he seems like a really good guy. He seems like he's really honestly there to help Light Song. He seems like a close friend of Light Song. I He's, he's one of my favorite characters, honestly, so far, that guy. But it we're kind of getting hints that maybe all the priests are in cahoots and not for the better. Is this guy in that same boat? Is he part of the, the villains, if you will, of the story? I'm really hoping not, but he might be. Yeah, I'd definitely say that, you know, Laramar... I feel like he's one of our safest characters to guess like he's a good character, but also like for that reason, you could say like, oh, he might be a bad character. Um, so we'll just kind of have to see how that plays out. Honestly, I don't think I can make a, a jump there. Yeah, it's too big of a jump for me to make. Not something plausible like Shalana's light song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. The... uh well, while we're kind of on this topic, Lightsong and Laramar have an interesting conversation about the painting. We talked about the painting a little bit ago. And Lightsong sees, he, as he's looking at this painting, he realizes that you have to be of the third heightening to really appreciate this painting because the vast majority of this painting is red, but it's a lot of different shades of red. 
And if you can see the third heightening, then you can split it and then appreciate it for what it is. And it's a war scene. And then fun fact, there's a black sword in the middle of the war scene, but um, that's more just headcanon theory at this point. But Larimar doesn't see, or at least claims he doesn't see the painting. Like he just sees red on red and he doesn't have the heightening of uh, the third heightening to see it, to appreciate this painting. So they, I don't remember what they, they named their, what the title of the paintings called, but Lar but uh, light song really does appreciate it. And he realizes as Larmar tells him the title of the painting that he already knew the title. Like he's like, wait, I've seen this before. I know what this is. Um, and he's had a couple of those. It's just, Larmar's at least pretending or claiming that he doesn't see this painting and Light Song does, but Light Song's clearly seen this painting before, at least he think he thinks he does. What what are you guys' thoughts on this on this third heightening painting appreciation thing? Elliot, you mentioned it a little bit ago, but Yeah, I I did mention it before. I, I don't know that I have too much more than that to to say. I mean I, I it's a it was a good moment to kind of refresh on the magic system there with the breaths and and whatnot that's going on that he can see the differences there yeah the fact that he recognizes or knows what's going on in the story is seems like another just bit of evidence that maybe like part of his previous life is like slowly coming back to him the whole bit too with the whole detective you know part that he he just seems to naturally fit into that role. He seems to instinctively know, you know, Hey, I'm going to split up my witnesses and interview them individually so that they can't, you know, corroborate on their story. You know, that those kinds of things, it seems like things are maybe kind of coming back to him that maybe aren't supposed to come back to him. I mean, I don't really know quite yet how the whole returned thing works, but it seemed like more of that going on with the painting. And because he splits his his witnesses up when he's investigating Vasher's uh, intrusion. He figures out that a Vasher is rich and his motive is not to steal the paintings like the priests are claiming. B uh, because he can waste a breath on a squirrel. B that there were actually two intruders because Vasher's motive was not to kill anyone and somebody died anyway. So and he wouldn't have figured that out unless he had split the priest from the other witnesses and the priest described somebody different than who everybody else was describing. So, uh, he's, he is smart. He doesn't really know how he's smart at the moment, but light song is like, can figure this stuff out. Yep. Yeah. It seems like things are just coming instinctively to him. And, Interestingly enough, that whole second intruder thing actually caught me by surprise when they were describing the scene and they were talking about how one of the servants was left dead. I was all confused because I was like, I just read that chapter and he definitely didn't kill him. I, I was very confused. And so when Light Song finally got to the conclusion of, oh, there was a second one, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I didn't, I didn't realize that. So I was kind of discovering some of it as Light Song was as well in that chapter. The guy, the guy is killed with a dueling sword, and uh, Vasher's 
described as only having night blood. So, and one of the servants is like, no, night blood was huge. I couldn't even wield it when I tried to pick it up. It's like a massive sword. And it's, it's not one of those dueling rapier things that everybody seems to be carrying around. So who did it? Who's the second intruder? Do we know? We don't know. You don't know. I think it's just mystery intruder number two. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and find out on that one. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure that I have enough to even guess on that one. It, I, I get yeah. throughout some wild guesses, but I, mean, I really have no idea who would even want to do that. My first thought is to maybe think of like the priests trying to cover something up, but that doesn't even make any sense. I, I have no idea. Be. I feel like the only guesses I could make are, um, yeah, either priests trying to cover something up or like Larimar somehow, like, you know, maybe if he's a hidden evil character, um, trying to sneak around and do stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, it would have to be one of our kind of like vague characters. Maybe Lauren Martin, maybe somehow like some blue fingers. Um something like that. I'm kind of in the boat that it's someone we don't really know. It very well could be someone we don't know. Um or it could be kind of one of our minor characters. Maybe one of the mercenaries is secretly evil, but nothing my, seems to stand out. On my first read, I thought it was Denth. I thought Denth snuck in after Vasher to try to kill Vasher because we we know that that uh, there's a rivalry there, and then he gets spotted by one of the servants that Vasher left behind, has to kill him and then leave. Um, but that that was my thought because we've seen Denth, or actually earlier in this episode, wield his uh, his sword to like alarming alarming speed and yep. accuracy. Yeah. Um, which we haven't really talked about Vivenna yet, but um, Vivenna has been running around with her mercenaries and uh, disrupting the war effort for Halindrin. And Denth has showed on several occasions that he knows exactly how to use his uh, dueling sword. So th that was my thought on my first read. Good guess, Trevor, but... I'm sure you'll come to find out. You were but incorrect. but light song is Shalon, so that can't happen, right? Like clearly, yes, yeah, obviously. Clearly. I mean, come on, use use some logic here, Trevor. Yeah, come sorry. On. Goodness. Do you guys have any theories or more thoughts on the rivalry between Vasher and like the mercenary and thieves of the city? Like Vasher, kind of is presented to you as like the vigilante um and then vivenna has allied herself with the mercenaries so um and at actually the end of this chapter vasher's just standing on top of a building doesn't care who sees him and nightblood um and vasher talking back and forth like oh there's veratrelides which is denth and uh he's like oh yeah i'm probably gonna have to kill them eventually and doesn't like isn't super set on it but um what are you guys' thoughts on vivenna's allied with the mercenaries and then vasher being the vigilante guy going around killing thieves 
I could kind of see the story trope of Vasher's kind of like our protagonist, and we don't fully we we kind of understand him. And then there's Denth, who's like kind of the good guy throughout the story, and then turns out he I don't know, he's some crazy like I don't know either envious or has some beef with with Vasher, and is that's kind of his secret motive is to try and kill him, and that would also explain the like second intrusion or whatever second you know person because that would that would line up kind of with the guess of okay it's Denth and he's trying to kill Vasher, and yeah like. A guard spotted him, so he had to kill him. You know, it didn't work out. Um, I could see Denth as kind of like a secret, like having this plan to get back at Vasher over something we don't really know about yet. Um, and being a villain, but I don't know. I I can't make I, any crazy jumps. I think Denth is number one on the top of my list of I can't decide whether he's good guy or bad guy. He he could go any number of ways, I think, as far as, like you're talking about, Paul, maybe Vasher is the the hero, if you will, and, and Denth is actually the, you know, one who betrayed him back in the day or, you know, who knows what. And they, they clearly have a history there and, and are not getting along. I think they talk about Vasher having killed one of their companions at some point along yep. the line. That's right at the end and of so, chapter 29. Yeah, so they clearly there's clearly some history there. They they used to know each other or used to be friends perhaps or or companions and now are estranged. I yeah, not sure. Not sure who to place on what side. I, I have no idea who I'm rooting for, but they seem to be on opposite sides where perhaps they were in the past on the same side. We mentioned it a little bit, but Vivenna's character development so far of Princess of Idris, very aloof. She's brought down to dense level of mercenary, just need to do what you can to get by, even if you're aiming for the right cause, you're going you can sacrifice here and there to get there. Um and then she also assumes that Jewel um, had her breath taken from her and she's like living in agony ever since, but Jewel turns on her and says, no, I was proud to give my, my breath to the God King back when I was 11 because I got paid for it and my family lived for another year. So how dare you judge me for giving up my breath when I saved my family? Wouldn't you do the same? Um, so Vivenna is getting a very interesting lesson in her like the world that she's that she's surrounded in less her um her proper lessons of taking other people's breaths is bad you know like that type of thing i actually really enjoyed that that chapter that segment where vivenna is struggling with was actually a really difficult question if you think about it. it it's kind of the difference between faith and empathy and trying to reconcile the two between them because Vivenna 
believes that she needs to empathize with Jewel and try and see things from her perspective and keep an open mind and, and learn about how Jewel sees the world. But at the same time, she's trying to hold true to the the religious faith, faith that she has and everything she was brought up on and kind of realizing that can she do both? Can she hold to what she was taught to believe and at the same time open her mind to see it from Jewel's perspective? Or does she need to kind of not open her mind to to that and see if that and hold to what she she's been taught it's it's an interesting dilemma and they i think she she talks about kind of the arrogance of it is it arrogant of her to hold to her faith as opposed to you know genuinely consider jewel's perspective on things it's it's an interesting theological dilemma to to think about it it got me thinking I, I did want to say, kind of unrelated to what we've been talking about, but something I wanted to bring into this episode because it kind of occurred to me throughout some of these chapters. I think it's the Vivenna chapters where she references a couple times the the fact that because she now has all these breaths, she has kind of a greater awareness of the other people that are around her if they have breaths, right? So there's the whole part with Jewel of she can't like sense Jewel because she doesn't have a breath. And I thought it was actually really clever, some clever writing from uh, Mr. Sanderson of how he kind of describes how, you know, even a person with one breath, which, you know, we could kind of assume is you and me, right? Right. Can, can sometimes, you know, you can sometimes know, you can sometimes feel when someone's watching you. You know how you're, you can like be sitting in the airport or at a bus stop or, or wherever and you, you just feel like you're being watched and you look around and sure enough, you know, someone's like awkwardly staring at you. You just somehow have this sixth sense there, right? That 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 was a cool way of Sanderson to explain that little phenomenon with the the little magic system that he's got going in this world, and kind of show that oh, Vivenna has that. She just has it, you know, heightened, you know, times three hundred because she has you know three hundred breaths or whatever she has, so she can know instantly if someone is you know watching her or kind of feels where they're at. So that was that was kind of cool way to relate it to a kind of interesting phenomenon in our world. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely picked that up. I didn't pick that up on my first read, actually. That, but I definitely heard that. I don't know, three days ago when I listened to this chapter was, oh yeah, that's he. Brandon Sanderson's trying to say that we all have one breath and we can feel right. when somebody's spying on us. That hair stands up on the back of your neck, type of thing. So. Anything else from this set of chapters? I think the last thing I would mention is kind of what this chapter or section closed with in chapter 29 of we kind of see Siri and Stusebron getting past their initial barrier. They they seem to per, have, having a little bit of a connection and perhaps even falling in love or something like that. Interesting yet another turn to our our story we'll we'll have to have to see what happens i'm sure we'll find out pretty quick where where that's going to be headed i think he puts his arm around her like at, as we mm -hmm. close that chapter yeah 
True. Um, I feel like I'm about all all spent on thoughts. I think we covered about everything as well as I know it. Um, I'm looking forward to reading forward. Um, although, like me and Elliot have said, uh, I I don't compare this, I guess, on the same as our Stormlight Archive books, but it I, I have still been enjoying it, you know. Um, so I'm I'm excited to read forward, and it's kind of a, a nice little change of pace to to read something quicker. Like we only. We're gonna have like what two more episodes until we're at the end, like probably three, but yeah. R- roughly, roughly two or three. Yeah. Either way, you know, it's like a fifth of our others. Like, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So th- that's kind of nice. Um, I'm excited because I feel like the further we've gotten into it, the more we can kind of make comparisons and guesses and stuff. So I'm expecting that trend to continue. Um, and my only other thing is if you are watching and have any sort of evidence to back up Shalon as um light song please please comment and let me know well i'm gonna look into the the box and stuff like that it's a very light-hearted comparison but now i'm a little curious you know i'm gonna look into it <laughs> and just see who we can compare him to so um if you have any evidence for or against please please mention me in the comments and i'll i'll make sure to look <laughs> look through so uh elliot any closing thoughts not not too much more to add i i too am looking forward to to reading more and, and finishing up this this book i think i'm i'm more excited to get back to oathbringer but at the same time still very much want to, to finish this book and see what the second half is going to have uh, in store for us so i'm excited yeah. to, to read on this is just our big interlude, you know. <laughs> that's a good way to. Th- that's actually a great yeah. way to think about this. Is just one big, massive yeah. interlude that totally yeah. works. True. All right, let's continue reading. Thanks for joining me, Paul and Elliot, and we will reconvene next week. Later. Farewell. <laughs>